The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. And I am the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We're in the midst of a series based upon uh, Lisa Nichols' book, Abundance Now, and, uh, you know, obviously my request at the beginning of this series was was for people to actually get the book and follow along with me because I think that really works and, you know, learn step by step. So we're in the midst of the chapter now called uh, chapter three called the second E enchantment in your life relationships. But before I actually get into the chapter, I want to just kind of cover um, some general things first. Um, I'm a big believer in uh relationships either boosting your life or taking away from it when i see people who um are you know what the world would call highly intelligent you know got the business plan game plan all that stuff together the things that normally derails them will be the relationship issues the who they marry or date who the issues of the past with parents siblings children um, you know or whatever the relationships at work it's the people stuff people stuff will slow you down 
And if you don't get a handle on the people stuff, what will end up happening is your people stuff will can derail um, the infinite potential that God has placed in you. You have a great idea. You have the experience. You have the skill. And if you don't know how to relate to people, you can blow it up. Or if your home life is in turmoil, sooner or later, it'll bleed into other things. So it is really important to understand that relationships matter. We are beings that communicate with people, you know, um, at, at the human being level of life. Human beings interact with each other. We build bonds, we build relationships, we build tribes, we build neighborhoods, we build cities, we build states, countries, et cetera, et cetera, around supposedly common values and uh, beliefs. But here's the key. When there's conflict in your relationships, that is a reflection of the conflict in you. So, So when you're trying to work on clearing up a relationship, healing a relationship, releasing a relationship, et cetera, et cetera. The first thing you have to realize is you have to do your own soul work. You have to do your own soul work. Are you willing to do your own soul work? That's key. Because it doesn't make a difference how many workshops or or seminars or sermons or Wayne Dyer specials you've watched on PBS if you're not willing to do the soul work. Just think about it and pause for a moment. And really ask yourself, am I really willing to do the work to heal the things, to let go of the beliefs? To let go of trauma, to let go of the past, to be in a situation to, to where I can evaluate my own perceptions, my own beliefs, my own values, my own wants, my own needs, my own issues. Because if I can heal what's going on in my soul, I can have a different type of life. Many times people project onto other people what's going on in them. Last night when I was teaching one of my classes that I teach here at Christ Universal Temple and the Johnny Coleman Institute, uh, I was talking to them about the power of thinking. And as you think about a thing, you name it. What do I mean by that? Your thinking gives the nature of gives a nature to the thing you think about. In other words, you give it meaning. Metaphysically, this was taught in the Bible when Adam was told in the Garden of Eden by God, whatever you, he said, God, this is obviously metaphorical, you know, allegorical. Let's not take this literally. Adam symbolizes the thinking phase of mind metaphysically. It says all the creatures were brought to Adam and Adam named them and whatever he named them, that's what they were. Name metaphysically symbolizes nature. So whatever you name a thing, that is the nature or the essential character or meaning you give it in your life. So 
you actually name your relationships. In other words, you give them meaning. You give them an essential character. What they mean to you, how they affect you, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you can say, well, that's not true. Some things I just inherit. No. If that was the case, you would feel the same way about everything, about everyone. And there would be no distinctions. There would be no way to to uh, address why do you feel differently about your child, your mom, your dad, your sibling, your wife, your husband, your best friend, et cetera, et cetera. But we do. We know that already. So the question comes into play is this. Are my relationships healthy and do they promote my well-being? Now, notice, first of all, are they healthy? Which means you have to get to the place where you define what does healthy mean to you? Because if you don't really know what healthy means to you, then you can accept behavior that's inconsistent with the goodness of God. And do they promote, in other words, some people drain and some people add to your life. Do your relationships drain in other words as people around you you are they diminishing you are they taking away your energy are they holding you to a higher ideal do they see what's what's best and what's high as far as your capabilities and really really sit down and think about it am are you in relationships that promote well-being you know i often tell people that i when i when my daughter was really small young a baby and a toddler and basically through her whole life i've always kept her around my best friends and when she was really little you know people are why you always you know got your daughter around these these grown men and i would always say to people Because I want my daughter to see what real friends look like. How can she evaluate what a friend is if she doesn't see it practiced or experienced in a healthy way? Since I have healthy friends and healthy friendships that add value to my life that I trust and I and they trust me and it's integrity in the space that allows her to have a model. For her friendships, now that she's a young adult. But if she didn't have that ability to model what that looked like, she would have to try to figure that out on her own. And anytime you start trying to figure things out and model it without necessarily seeing it model. In other words, you're trying to figure it out based upon a hypothesis. You can get it wrong sometimes. So it's important that you look at your relationships. It's really important that you look at your relationships and ask yourself, are they healthy? How do I feel when I'm around these people? Why? Do I feel lifted up around them? Do I feel as though they're draining my energy? Do I feel um, inspired? 
Do I feel fearful? Do I feel anxious? Why? Now, this can all be your stuff. It might not have anything to do with the other individual, but this requires the, but this is why it requires evaluation. Because if you're not clear that you're being triggered, if you're not clear, then the subconscious mind is just acting on its own without your conscious awareness, which will not give you the ability to transform something if it needs to be transformed. But more importantly, it doesn't give you an opportunity to heal the error beliefs in your own soul. So when you start talking about life relationships, realize, please realize that the one thing that can trip up the magnificent you quicker than anything else will be your human interactions. Not your skill, not your education, not uh, whether the world believes you're Quote, based upon the world standard, beautiful or not beautiful, which is different depending on where you're from and, and what you believe. But human interaction can get you stuck. I used to tell, um, we used to have a, a college prep program here at the church that graduated, you know, dozens of, I want to say graduated, helped dozens of students every year, probably somewhere between 50 to 60 students every year um, prepare for college, prepare for the ACT, help them apply, et cetera, et cetera, for grants, scholarships, et cetera. And I used to say to them at the, during that last quote-unquote ceremony before we sent them off that I was never concerned about their educational capabilities. And I wasn't really concerned about them being able to fit in or being leaders in the space. I told them, what will trip you up is going to college, getting in your feelings and getting wrapped up in something emotionally and not being able to handle it. And not having the emotional maturity because you're so young to not let it derail your, you and your goals. Because that can happen. Young lady goes off to school, meets some young boy, and all of a sudden she doesn't want to go to school anymore. Or he doesn't want to go to class anymore because all he want to do is lay up under some young lady. And this is happening every day. Or somebody gets their heart broken. And now they don't want to do their homework or they not, or they have friendships or they used to be a part of a clique and they're no longer part of a clique or a group and they're no longer a part of the group or somebody they want to be cool with doesn't want to be cool with them or they have beef. Beef is an American term meaning issues or problems with individuals. And because of beef, now they're restricting how they move and navigate in space. It's the people stuff that trip us up. It's the people stuff. So now that we've kind of laid that foundation on on the second and third parts of the show, I'll be going through the material in the book. But I want to make sure that I laid that foundation first because this is what Jesus was teaching people consistently. It's the people stuff. That, that we're reacting and dealing with stuff based upon our own beliefs. This is why Jesus would say things like judge not according to appearances. 
Don't, in other words, don't get stuck in this stuff. But judge righteous judgment. What does that mean? Uh, make decisions and choices based upon your inner spiritual wholeness, not the experience. This is why Jesus told people, you're the light of the world. Well, what good is your light if you hide it, hide it under a, a bushel basket? And he says, you're the salt of the earth, but what good is the salt if you don't use it? It's no good but to be trampled on. It's the behavior. He talked about what good is it to love those who, he said. He basically said, it's easy to love people who love you. It's easy to treat people right who treat you right. It's a lot harder to love or show up as love when people are showing you everything but love. That's the challenge. Can you show up as agape love, as unconditional love in the space of non-agreement? Because people are going to not always agree with your belief system. People are not always going to agree with doing things the holistic way. And you have a decision to make. Just like Jesus standing before Pilate. Pilate is, don't you know I have the power to free you or put you to death, et cetera, et cetera. I'm the king, not the king. I'm the, you know, the, the ruler of this area per the Roman Empire. And Jesus is like, hey, man, you couldn't have any power over me unless it was given to you by my father. Totally chill. In other words, I'm not going to turn into somebody different now because of the experience. I'm still Jesus. And will you still be a spiritual being living in the spiritual universe governed by spiritual law when things show up as appearances, as experiences, as situations, as facts that are not necessarily reflecting the, your inner spiritual wholeness in the context of relationship? Yeah, there are going to be some people who do things differently. Yes, there's going to be some people who will dishonor their word and break their integrity when it comes to what you agreed on. Who do you show up as then? Can you still be power when he breaks your heart? When she breaks your heart? And when I say breaks your heart, you know that's a metaphor. I'm, in other words, they they broke the agreements of the relationship. Can you still show up as truth when you confided in somebody and they told, told your business? Can you still show up as truth when you make a business agreements with people and then next thing you know, you're in court trying to deal with issues? So even as you're doing whatever you got to do legally, you still got to show up as truth, as wholeness, as spirit. It's the people stuff. Are you still going to show up as truth when the ch you raise your children a certain way and they're acting a different way? Are you still going to show up as truth when that one person who can trigger you no matter what, you decide you can't trigger me anymore? And then they show up in your space and then you got to find out if proof is in the pudding. That's how it works. So. Uh, before we go on our first break, because we're getting close, let me remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, uh, my request is that you go to the unity.fm uh, website, 
unity.fm because many of you all listen to this via podcast. Uh, click on the giving or donate button, whatever it says up there, and help support this online ministry so we can spread this message. Your donations help put this show on iTunes and Stitcher and, uh, and other whatevers and the website and all that other stuff. It helps us support to do what we need to do. So that's my request. Also, don't forget that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Uh, like the pet each, give it a five star rating, write a positive review. If you listen to it on this show on iTunes or Stitcher, go on the pages, give it a five star rating, write a positive review. It helps the algorithms do something. Uh, you know, if, if it helps people find out about this show or Unity Online Radio in general, that's a good thing. So that's my request of you. So we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. What got you started on your spiritual path? Minister and radio host Paul John Roach says his path began when he heard George Harrison of the Beatles talking about Hindu philosophy and meditation. Paul John writes about it in the current edition of Unity Magazine. And don't miss the interview with Eben Alexander, the neurologist whose near-death experience led him to write Proof of Heaven. It's all in the September-October edition of Unity Magazine. Go to unity.org and click on Publications. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. All right, 
right, welcome back to True Transform. So now we can get into the material that I wanted to get into. So um, chapter 3, page 111. She uh, It's a quote that Lisa Nichols has on this page to start the chapter. She wrote, when you sit down at the end of your life and reflect on its value, you will realize that your real treasures were in your relationships and not in your possessions. So I guess the question comes into play is how rich are you in relationship? Now, this is not an anti-money conversation because I'm pro get the paper. Uh, but the conversation that I'm having right now is how rich are you in relationships? You know, um, I think that's a blessing when you can have rich, wonderful relationships. Anyway, moving on. Um, she wrote, as you move forward on your path to abundance, you will quickly discover that you are not alone on this journey. You've got family, friends, colleagues, co-workers, advisors, employees, love relationships, casual associates, and others who are on the bus with you. And whether they are abundant thinkers or not, whether they support you or criticize you, whether they challenge you or limit you, how you relate to them will determine the quality of your life, uh, how you relate to them. It makes a difference because one way or another, they influence your life. Some people influence your life because you see what they're doing. So I'm not going to do that. So they've influenced you by being a warning. But but people have a way of influencing your life very unconsciously. Some of it is very conscious. Some of it is very unconscious. Um, for example, um, you know, I have ways that I know are based upon having Mississippi grandparents, just old school, some few old school ways, you know, uh, and. You know, they were just instilled in me, you know, about behavior, about uh, speaking to people, how you treat people, being nice, et cetera. Just down south African-American behavior. Now, people who don't understand that context, if you're listening somewhere else, you might not know what that means. Um, and I'm not about to explain it in any level of detail. But people who understand it know what I mean. It's, it's, it's a southern hospitality. And. uh that matters to me. You know, uh, I'm a big believer in not embarrassing your people. Uh, I'm a big believer, you know, you know, when I was growing up, simple things, you don't realize it now. Like, you know, you know, don't go outside with food, eating it on a plate, something simple, like, no, you sit down and you eat your food, et cetera, et cetera. Outside uh, munching on stuff with a plate and a fork. Uh, in a spoon or whatever, eating cereal on on the on the uh, on your front porch, and that might sound silly to some people, but that's how I was raised. And when you realize that those relationships are in your subconscious, when you see them, it irritates you. Like, well, these kids out here eating on the front porch. I'll drive by somebody's house and automatically realize, okay, that's not the way they were brought up. You know, that was my way. And so everybody's influencing you 
at a level. But once you become consciously aware of who you are and you start making conscious decisions about your belief systems and how you interact with people, what you'll, what you'll uncover is as you step into your power, people will adjust around your new awareness. And the way they adjust around it is primarily three ways. They'll help you enhance it. In other words, they'll see it, like it, and want to run with it. They'll adjust around it in the context of being neutral to it. Like, you know, as long as you're not tripping, they're not tripping, no big deal. Or they'll drift away from it because it, 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 it won't vibe with them. They'll get irritated or they'll get uh, disenchanted or or they'll become resigned to to who you are and and what you're about and you know I don't want to be around them or they'll come up with some unconscious excuse for why you're different uh, you didn't change and all that type of stuff because because when you shift and you anchor in your shift it allows the people around you to know how to navigate around engage you people know how to engage you people know who to play with people know who not to play with i always tell people nobody jumps i said nobody with sense jumps in front of a moving car when you have momentum when you're in stride when you're doing the stuff that you want to need to be doing to to fulfill what god has placed in your soul if a person wants to get in your way they have to think about it like "Mm, do i really want to deal with this that's relationship as well. How you present yourself to the world. Anyway, back to the book. All right. Page 112. Your quality of life is determined by the quality of your relationships. She wrote, what are the relationships we should value the most? She wrote, those that inspire you to become the best possible version of yourself. Those that call you to your greatness and those that hold you accountable to the person you are becoming versus versus holding you hostage to the person that you have been. Now, there are always going to be folks when you start going through transformation who will try to hold you to who you are and what you used to believe and what you used to be about. And this is where clear communication has to come into play. I'm not that person anymore. See, many times people say I'm not that person, but that person keeps showing up. See, when 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 you start talking a different game, when you start talking differently about life, the people that are closest to you are watching to see if your actions are going to match your words. They're trying to see if the tongue in your mouth and the tongue in your shoe is going in the same direction. The question is this. Are you disqualifying what you are telling the people that are closest to you by your actions? Because sometimes we do that very thing. Okay, I'm about love and peace. Except when you're irritated, frustrated, anxious, fearful, or upset. I'm all about God as the source of my supply. Until it looks like something is messing with my money. You know, 
God is wisdom and God is spirit is guiding me. And you always got information and, and wisdom to pass on to somebody else and counseling and guidance to pass on to somebody else. But you make poor decisions in your own life. Always recognize this is one of the things that happens when people join a religious movement, whether it's Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, whatever, various versions of metaphysics like New Thought or, you know, it could be New Thought, New Thought Christianity. Or it could be self-help Tony Robbins. It doesn't make a difference what it is. When you start talking a different type of talk. People are then going to check you out, the people that are closest to you and say. This let's first let's see how long this will last. Then uh is this who they really are, or is this a front? And then when they see that this is really truly who you are, then they can shift with you. Because sometimes we talk a good game, but we don't walk it. You know, I know it's an old tired um statement but you got to walk the talk is true you got to walk the talk anyway back to the book she goes on to say come to um uh, she asked a question actually on top of page 113 i don't want to skip over what could you do to become more heavily invested in relationships that matter to you? In other words, there are relationships that matter to you. And either you're investing in them or you're not. It's really no neutral. Uh, you know, one of the things that I've been seeking to do, especially with people who have um, seeded you know, truth in me, guided, mentored, et cetera, is making sure that I'm making those calls. Hey, let's do breakfast. Hey, let's do lunch. Hey, let's catch up. Uh, those things matter because you look up and they're gone or you look up and everybody's, you know, I mean, literally in a real literal sense, when you start talking about mortality, you can look up and they're gone. Let me just keep that very plain. I don't have to sugarcoat that. And that doesn't make a difference what age they are. You can look up and they're gone. So I've made a. I've been making, and I and I have to even do better as I'm thinking about it, as I, as these words are coming out of my mouth. I am convicting myself, making sure that. I'm mindful of the relationships that matter to me. You know, for example, you know, my, my daughter's in college and one of the things that I, ever since, uh, my daughter Angel was, could remember or talk, anytime I leave her space, phone or in person or whatever, the last thing I tell her is, love you, because if by chance that's the last conversation I have with my daughter, the last thing she will ever hear her dad say to her is that I loved her. That matters to me. You know, and she can be anywhere with her friends or buddies, whatever, hanging, 
in the car with folks, at the movies, the theater, at the mall. If I'm on the phone with her and I say, love you, she says, love you too. And she gets off the phone because that has been established. That's cultivating the relationship. Now, the, the, the relationships that you have, Look at your life and look at the people that matter to you and, and ask yourself, am I neglecting these relationships? Am I spending this quality time? That don't mean you can give people two or three hours of your day. You know, sometimes people want to call and talk to me for hours at a time, and I don't have that type of life. But when I can make the get-together or when I can make the whatever I do, my buddies and I, we go see all of the superhero blockbuster movies together. We grew up with each other, Black Panther. By the way, going to see that again. Great movie. Uh, you know, the Thors, the, 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 the Captain Americas, the Spider-Mans, the X-Men, the whatever. We go see the star, all that stuff. We go see it together. Why? Because it's part of a cultivating relationship. So you have to find out your thing that in ways that you can communicate and connect with people that matter to you and then figure out. And when I say figure it out, I mean, hear me, put it on your calendar. Put it on your calendar. Put it on your calendar. That way they can respect your time and you can respect theirs. And if they don't respect your time, don't show up, don't do what they need to do, then you need to clearly communicate, hey, I'm. I blocked out this time. Now, obviously, emergencies happen. But if a person consistently doesn't value your time, then that gives you an opportunity to say, hey, I need to reevaluate my investment. Or don't know how to treat you right in the midst of that quality time, then it needs to be communicated. Hey, I don't like when you say this. I don't like when you do this. uh, Well, let me rephrase that, you know. Well, you can say it the way you need to say it. I just tell people when things don't work for me, I actually say, hey, when this happens, this doesn't work for me. And this is why. Because I'm very upfront and I'm a kind of a straightforward guy. But I don't mean that in a mean way. But you, but if you don't communicate it, then how do people know? Should people have to read your mind? So, what could you do to become more heavily invested in the relationships that matter the most to you and invest in them and then invest in them and then invest in them and then invest in them because sooner or later, sooner or later, the relationship life situations happen. Where well, you're going to need some of these people in the midst of the storms. Jesus said, you know, he who hears my words and does them is like a man who built his house on a rock. And the winds and the storms and the rains came and beat on that house and it did not fall because it was built on a rock. He said, but the man who hears my words and does not do, do them. Uh, or follow them is like a man who built his house on sand. And when the rains, winds, and the floods came and beat on that house, it fell, and great was its fall. Having, besides the spiritual relationship with God, the relationships you have in life will be a rock in your life. So when stuff happens, people show up.
people stand up with you and let you know, hey, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, sister. Let's do this. And it can make all the difference in the world when you don't have to do everything, when you don't have to follow through on everything, when you don't have to think all the thoughts and make all the plans or handle all the situations. Invest in the people that matter to you. Time will get past you so quickly. Believe me when I tell you. You'll look up and it's 10 years. Like where did you know where did 10 years go? When I was little, it seems as though it took forever for a year to go past. Now years seem to fly by. Perspective. Same 365 days. But you're really more aware of it now. Then maybe you were, maybe you did when you were nine. So it's time for our second break. We'll be right back with the, with Truth Transforms. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. I want to hit a couple of quick points in this chapter. I think I'm going to teach this chapter for two weeks just because of uh, some of the material that's in it. Again, this book has tons of material. If I really taught this book 
kind of for all the material in it. I could take the whole year teaching it. It has that much substance in it. So by the book, I'm not going to do that. I, um, I'm not going to teach it for a whole year. Uh, it's good material. She wrote on page 114, don't disrupt the old tribe to create a new one. Uh, basically, she's ba- basically saying um, your old tribe is the relationships you built before you, you break away from them. Make sure that they can be repaired before you go forward. Like, is there anything that's missing that you're not doing? She's not advocating you stay in relationships that are stuck or abusive or one-sided, et cetera. Uh, she puts it this way. She says, but I am recommending is that you don't break out the Ginsu knives and chop off the heads of everyone in your tribe because you believe that's what will make you feel good. The fallout to this approach can be potentially, can potentially be more painful than a healthy measure transition away from these relationships. And to me, healthy transition just means, okay, being very clear and, um, do I do I want this person as a part of my everyday experience or my consistent experience, et cetera, et cetera, and why? Be really clear about it. And why? You know, um you know, and am I am I showing up the way I'm am I showing up in the integrity that I need to? If if it's broken, for instance, if it's a marriage. Am I, if it's, if it's breaking down, am I going to get counseling and other things? Am I going to get support? Am I doing reading? Am I, am I covering the things that I might not be so clear about? Because we all have blind spots. Uh, and that's why it's good to go talk to counselors, therapists, et cetera. That's why it's good to get material. It's good to listen to other things just to help round out your thought process. Um, so even while you're praying, uh, if 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 you refuse to see what God is trying to reveal, then it can't help you. Because many times God is trying to reveal a thing, and we refuse to see it because we're stuck in our belief systems and our opinions. Anyway, so I'm a big believer that divine law kind of moves people out in and out of your space. Your choices kind of move people in and out of your space. Either they bring them in or they push them away, and Sometimes when people uh, get into um, self-help type material, all of a sudden that person who they thought was the apple of their eye turns out to be in a situation to where um, now you're conflicted about the individual because you're different, you've grown, and they haven't, in your opinion. And um, just be mindful and careful because many times, unless that person is treating you poorly, uh They've loved and supported you while you were walking in your ignorance. And now that you might have a little bit more spiritual understanding, you might not, you might not be extending the same grace. You know, uh, all of a sudden when we get quote unquote woke, which is like the most overused word on the planet right now, uh, as we become more woke to who we are, what ends up happening is for many folks, they start looking around and saying, okay, you don't fit. Okay. Without giving them a chance for growth and I giving them a chance of evolution, but more importantly, giving them an opportunity and time to adjust to this new person that they didn't marry. So instead of, um, 
shifting and saying, giving people the boot immediately again. If I'm not talking about abusive, I'm not talking about physically or emotionally. I'm not talking about people who are have uh, who are destructive or 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 devalue you or any of that silliness or you know you know drugs and alcohol and anything else that you might have to make some alternative decisions about. I'm just talking about you know the average normal relationship. Be mindful. And extend people some grace, even if you can't be around them. Like, for instance, you might have loved ones who everything you do don't vibe, but you know they love you and you love them. Where you can engage, engage. When you can't, you can't. And make it okay. Without them having to be somebody different. So, yeah, we can get along when this is this is happening, but when these things are happening or you're doing this or you're around this, no, nah, I can't engage. Now, I'm not telling you what to do. Let me be very clear. This isn't advice. This is me teaching material to give you something to ponder and think about. Because I, I, I've, I've seen it. I've, I've lived it. I've experienced it. I know. And sometimes after you prayed, after you've put in the work, after you've done what you needed to do, you might still make a decision to get divorced or stop being a friend or, or break away from that situation or distance yourself. And that's okay. But now it's very conscious instead of it just being a judgment because you're enlightened and somebody else isn't. That's the difference. I just want to be clear. That's the difference. Back to the book. She she gives some questions uh, to work with when you're looking at uh, trying everything you need to do to make something work or not work, which I think are pretty good on page 115, but I'm not covering that material. Um, she talks about loving toxic people from a distance. And one of the things she says on page 118, I think is really powerful. She wrote, establish boundaries, healthy practices, but also uncompromising communication to protect yourself as you grow and develop rocket booster relationships to replace them. All right. So in other words, you need to be very clear about what your bottom lines are, your non-negotiables. And when you set those boundaries up and when people step across those boundaries, then it has to be consequence. Now, notice I didn't say punishment because, you know, that's where people go when they say think consequence. So if a person crosses the line, you say, don't cross this line because this doesn't work for me. This will affect the relationship in a dramatic way. And they cross the line and nothing happens. Then that line doesn't exist. And you've taught that person that they can cross your line that they can break your non-negotiables that they don't have to acknowledge your boundaries. You really get that. You're teaching them at that point. Well, I don't, I know what she said, but that's not what she believes because I could do that and she'll accept it anyway. He'll accept it anyway. What are your boundaries? What are your, non-negotiables what are your bottom lines when it comes in your communications with people because some people um the, you know you might have a relationship with that still are in the process of getting whole and you might be working on yourself and you might not be in a space where at this point you are enlightened enough 
to be able to deal with them without it being painful. So you need to establish boundaries. You can't talk to me about it like that. You know, if you know, uh, if I feel though you're trying to manipulate me or if you steal from me or if you're in a monogamous relationship, if you cheat on me or, uh, you know, somebody, you know, plays with your money or any numerous things, whatever your bottom lines are. You need to be clear in your communication with them and and your bottom lines must have consequence. Like like real consequence. If this happens, this is my space. And this is why. And I just, you know, you're not trying to be a dictator because nobody should have 8 million non-negotiables. But when you're dealing with people in your life where it's the, where the relationship has has experienced a sense of unhealthiness. Determining your boundaries is extremely important. You, especially as you're growing, because sometimes we think we're more spiritually advanced than we are. So we put ourselves in harm way to prove how spiritual we are when we should be Pulling ourselves out of harm's way. I'm not saying pulling yourself out of harm's way. In other words, don't deal with it. I'm saying deal with them in a certain way. Deal with them in power. Deal with them in in communication of your values, uh, your wants, your needs, your boundaries, your non-negotiables, and what you're seeking to get out of the relationship. Because sometimes when you interject the inspiration and the intention into the relationship you give you create the opportunity for the infinite potential of god to show up to shift it so just saying hey this is how this has been going and this is how i've experienced it and this is how this is affecting me and i don't like it and this doesn't work for me and i don't want this and this is what i'm seeking and this is what I want from you, and this is why, because this is what this is what how this is what you mean to me. See, very time, very we're not necessarily always good with straight talk. If you told a person like straight up, look, you mean this to me. So when this ha- doesn't happen, or when I don't get this from this relationship, this is how this affects me. If this is what I would like it to be. What would you like to see in this? And they might not agree. Like, hey, you know what? I'm good the way this is. Okay, I'm in the good. And I, see, but we want to protect ourselves because we don't want to be vulnerable. Because we think that we're so fragile that if a person says the wrong thing or does the wrong thing, we'll be broken. So we protect ourselves. I'm tough. I'm strong. I don't need that. I don't need them. And need is one thing, but you know, uh, you know, as Neil Donald Walsh said, enjoy everything, need nothing. But that, but it takes some spiritual development to get to that space. So, uh, we run out of time. I'm looking at the clock and it says 1054. I didn't even give you all an opportunity to call in. I guess I was just kind of chit chatting. So. Uh, continue to work with the book. Read the next chapter. Uh, I believe I'm not, I don't have a show next week. Um, something's happening and I think I need to take off. Uh, so, uh, I'll be back in two weeks to cover the, the rest of this chapter. Make sure you get the book. Do what you need to do 
to work on your, do your own work, setting up your boundaries, asking yourself, you know, you know, the basic question of what could you do to become more heavily invested in the relationships that matter the most to you. God bless you. And I'll see you in two weeks with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. When we think of something priceless, we may envision a rare jewel or a masterpiece of art. In our minds, their value may be partially based on the fact that they're not easily found or duplicated. We tend to place greater worth in such things and may overlook the everyday treasures each one of us already possesses. Regardless of our individual tastes and perceptions, there is one thing we all value, a treasure we constantly seek, peace of mind. Ironically, peace isn't rare. It's an unlimited and ever-present gift that lives within each of us, waiting to be found. I can uncover my buried treasure today. Peace is priceless. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Das, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. 
He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. Now available, you pray the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With you pray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With you pray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. You pray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free You Pray app and links to download, visit silentunity.org/app. That's silentunity.org/app. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 